When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Burt Show. Know your strengths when you're dating, for sure. Like, uh, don't highlight your personality if you don't have a good one. <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> right? And that's what's happening on Hinge right now. Guys trying too hard. Yeah, typically this is a segment that I'm running, but per the bet that we've got going on where Bert said, if I can stay away from men for 30 days, I'll get $1,000. I thought, okay, I'll stay off Hinge for a little bit. So now I've brought in the interns to do the dirty work for me, which is <laughs> such a relief that somebody else has to experience this torture of what these Hinge dating app prompts are. So basically on every Hinge profile, you have the option to respond to any kind of prompt with your voice. And it usually doesn't go well because turns out people have really bad personalities. So the interns are going to showcase what they have found on the Hinge dating app. If you're really good looking, just don't talk. You don't need it. Most people aren't really good looking. Okay, that's a problem. So they try to compensate. (laughs) All right, right, Caroline, step right up. Okay. What do we got? This guy doesn't know his ABCs. I'm convinced. (laughs) Okay. The greatest strength is definitely my linguistic skills. I will demonstrate my superior intellect by reciting the English alphabet. Okay, which, as you know, makes up 100% of the words in the English language. Here we go. A, B, C. Oh, hold on, hold on. Come on, Chris, you got this. A, B, C, G. Whatever. I know it. I'm not going to recite all 32 letters. I'm not your show pony. It's 26 letters. He's trying to be funny. <laughs> He's trying. He's trying yeah. to be being the key word. And yep. that's it. Yes. Right? That on a scale of 1 to 10, how good looking was that guy? He was ugly. Yeah. Okay, so he needed it. And I'm married. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what else we got? All right, the next one was this guy, while saying this, was holding a lightsaber. Did you know that the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, Gerald Way, witnessed 9-11, which then inspired him to form the band? Well, My Chemical Romance was an inspiration for the author to make the Twilight series. Well, the fan fiction that was based off Twilight was then turned and published into Fifty Shades of Grey. So that means Fifty Shades of Grey is a direct result of 9-11. Blew your f-ing mind. <laughs> Something uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, that would make you listen to it again because you're like, what did I just hear? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't listen to that again. <laughs> <laughs> Once was plenty. I would have passed. Yeah, swipe left. I got the X really quick. <laughs> Courtney, step up. What do you got? Um, apparently, Abby is not the only one that thinks this is a good pickup line. It's not from a movie, it's from a show, but... Is mayonnaise an instrument? (laughs) (laughs) He stole that from me. And hey, it worked on Riley Green. Did he respond? Yes, with a laughy face. It it made my day. Now I'm in his DMs. I remember I got a little drunk at his concert and I started DMing him and it just said scene. And I was like, at least he's reading them. (laughs) Um, The second one is a guy who is very confident in his impressions. 
Poison, the poison for Goose Cow. Goose Cow's poison. The poison meant specifically to kill Goose Cow. <laughs> that poison. Yeah. What was what that? What was that? Huh? It's, yeah. It's the guy from uh, the Emperor's New Groove. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might actually be the voice actor. <laughs> All right, intern Haley, step up. What do you got? So over half of us are in a relationship, by the way. I just thought I'd point that out, that we really are doing grunt work. But this first one is, um, all I can say is, thank God this isn't the voice I have to hear every day. Can we talk about anything besides the same all the time? Because if you're boring, I'm not going to lie. I cannot with you. <laughs> I felt that guy in my net. That <laughs> <laughs> voice hit deep, real deep. Yeah. Um, the second one is like, there's no way this is what this guy's actually known for. Welcome to my profile. This is actually my voice, and I am known for this. Um, everybody seems to admire and like it. You know, I can do many things with my voice. Imagine me talking to you, whispering into your ear, whatever you want to hear. <laughs> We can make that happen. Wow, he should be an ASM artist. I was kind of relaxed. Just take out my nose. That was so bad. <laughs> I was uncomfortable. This is this is what I'm known for. <laughs> oh, imagine this voice. <laughs> it's tough out there, man. Okay, uh, Kylie, step right up. So this guy just thinks he has a lot of different nicknames. <laughs> so the correct pronunciation of my name is Kyle. Kyle. But people get it wrong all the time, right? I hear like, dude, bro, my guy, daddy, poppy. Oh, God. Oh God. And this is my favorite one. Oh, my God. Okay. Kyle. <laughs> what the hell was that? Wow. What, what the hell was that? Wow. <laughs> I'm <laughs> nauseous, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, All right, intern Kylie, Kyle number two. Awful. Yeah, he's okay. terrible. This one I just thought was a beautiful performance. <clears throat> uh, this is my official audition for the role of Ariel. <laughs> Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? <laughs> Iconic. Oh, wow. That's very the worst. iconic. It is tough out there for you guys. Halle Bailey is quaking. <laughs> Messiah, step right up. Two, intern Messiah. All right, so Sundays is the worst day of the week for this man. I go absolutely crazy for Chick-fil-A. I mean, let's be for real. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, dinner, it really don't matter. It's good all the time. This guy's got a point. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. Right. Yeah, no Compared lies. to the others, we got a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> That's a winner. And then the next one, if you can't drive, steer clear from him. Of the basic rules of the road. Why are you in the left lane driving 10 miles an hour under the speed limit? Or why are you about to make a turn and not using your blinker? You know, I can deal with a woman who hits a curb and says, <laughs> oopsie. Like, we can get past that. But just know the basic rules of the road, please. I'm not expecting you to be Dale Earnhardt out there. Just know the basics. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sad Girl. Oopsies. <laughs> oopsies. I love hitting curbs, man. Do you know? Oh, I do. Annalie. Um, so I think that some boundaries need to be established in person. Do not touch my butthole. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. You know yeah, what? That, that was it. Yeah. Good advice. Straight to the point. Okay. I think that's really good. Literally. <laughs> okay. The next one truly shows one of Gen Z's generational flaws. What the hell was that? 
He's just barking. Okay. Oh. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a barking prompt? Yeah, just just barking. That was uh, it. That was it. Is he like a furry or something? No, he was actually the cutest one. Oh. Yeah. See, so well, you didn't need to do it. Don't talk. No, no. You didn't yeah, even need to do that. He didn't talk, though. <laughs> <laughs> he just barked. He just barked, yeah. <laughs> and then my last one is just another beautiful performance. I can't whistle, you know, see? <sighs> but I can sing. Uh... Pretty high. Hey. <laughs> I've, just, I've just discovered a new ick, men who can't whistle. Right. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Oh, wait, can you not whistle? I'm famous for it. Yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing for you. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Joe Alwyn. Count your days. You have 74 to be exact because Taylor Swift is releasing her new album, oh The Tortured God. Poets Department, oh my God. on April 19th. Okay, this is my 13th Grammy. Which is my lucky number. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Um, I want to say thank you to the fans by telling you a secret that I've been keeping from you for the last two years, which is that my brand new album comes out April 19th. It's called The Tortured Poets Department. I'm going to go and post the cover right now backstage. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. April 19th is about to be such a big weekend for me because it's my birthday weekend and then Taylor Swift is dropping a new album and I'm seeing Riley Green that Friday. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm living for this April. So uh, so she's releasing the new album, The Tortured Poets Department. A lot of people are noticing two distinct things with this title. The first thing that it sounds like, of course, is the Dead Poet Society, which by the way, came out in 1989, which is a big year for Taylor because that's the she was born and also has an album called 1989 that won Best Album at the Grammys years back. But also, this is a little bit of tea. So her ex-boyfriend Joe has a group chat with Paul Mezcal and the hot priest from Fleabag, and it's called the Tortured Man Club. So a lot of people think that this title is kind of throwing shade at Joe Alwyn, which I just I love our petty queen. <laughs> <laughs> She's so great. When when she went up there and accepted that award, and as soon as she said that she had like news for the Swifties, I'm like, I almost texted you to make sure you were okay. <laughs> well, okay. What was so funny is I was sitting in front of my computer like editing some stuff for my podcast, but I was also checking Twitter because I don't have cable. And literally, I put my phone down for two seconds to run down to the printer. Within those two seconds, she announced a new album. Everyone was blown away. She's like, Abby, Abby. I'm like, what is going on? What did I miss? And it turns out I missed something um, astronomically large. I actually felt a little bit bad for her last night, uh, only because she's already like getting a whole bunch of crap for being overly saturated right now with all the shots at NFL games because of Travis Kelsey. And there she is at the award show last night, just enjoying her, to- her time like everybody else. But the cameras are constantly flashing on her, constantly. She's not asking for it. She's just dancing like everybody else, but they will not leave her alone. Well, she's also just a really good person to film because most people during the performances just kind of sit down and, yeah. and look stupid. Taylor always stands up. She's always clapping. Mm-hmm. She's always singing the lyrics to every to every song. She's She looks like she's having a good time. So I was just scrolling Instagram during the our last commercial break. What's going on with her and Celine Dion? 
Her and Taylor? Yeah. I don't know that anything's going on with her I saw something about how, because, um, you know, Taylor won the big award of the night in Celine, which was a huge deal, came out because of what she's battling with her health right mm-hmm. now and stuff like that. So everybody was, like, amazed that she was there. And there was something about, like, they they thought Taylor snubbed Celine on stage or what? something. Oh, I haven't seen. Can I be honest? I'm so, I'm balls deep in tortured poets department <laughs> TikTok <laughs> that I have not seen anything other than the fact that we're all freaking out and trying to decode what's going to come out with the album that I completely have completely missed any Celine Dion news. Yeah. Can't Celine just let us have our moment? Like, sit down, girl. She won't. No, I am sure people misinterpreted that. They There's no to way have, right? Taylor Swift would take a shot at her. No. no way. Well, it wasn't that she took a shot at her. It's that she didn't acknowledge her when she came up on stage to get the award. And I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it because that was that's the last award of the night and I am not staying up that late to watch right. it. So, yeah, I'm just curious uh-huh. like what went down on stage that had them... Who pits Celine Dion and Taylor Swift against each other? No. Yeah. Evil people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a dumb battle. But Taylor was really overwhelmed when she won Album of the Year. I'm not sure that she was expecting it because even most Swifties weren't expecting her to win this category because she was stacked up against so many good albums. Lana had a great album. SZA had a great album. But she said she's just in love with the process. I would love to tell you that this is the best moment of my life, but I feel this happy when I finish a song or when I crack the code to a bridge that I love or when I'm shot listing a music video or when I'm rehearsing with my dancers or my band or getting ready to go to Tokyo to play a show. For me, the, the award is the work. All I want to do is keep being able to do this. I love it so much. It makes me so happy. It makes me unbelievably blown away that it makes some people happy who voted for this award too. All I want to do is keep doing this. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to do what I love so much. Mind blown. Thank you so much. Oh my God, I hate her so much. She's so humble and nice. (laughs) (laughs) Cancel her. It's just so cool to see somebody be really good at something they love. So love you, Taylor. I'm so excited for the album. All right, this actress faked her own death, but she says it's all for a good cause. I'll tell you why she decided to go through with the death hoax on your next e-buzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. All right, so you start a new job. You probably want to start on the proper footing, right? You're in the honeymoon period when you first start a new job. So anything goes, right? Not for this guy. He's like, sorry, boss, can't make the meeting. Uh, I'm fit and I need to work out. (laughs) This came from the Demoted podcast uh, featuring Corporate Bro and Corporate Natalie, which if you're on TikTok a lot, you'll definitely at least know Corporate Natalie. And a lot of people were surprised by this angle from her because she's usually more in tune with like Gen Z and millennials. And this time she took the side of the corporation, which she usually kind of mocks, but I'll let her set it up. And then I would love to get each of you to weigh in on your thoughts before we play the response from the guy in question. When asked to come in for an 8 a.m. meeting, my Gen Z new hire said, Ugh, sorry, I can't make it. I have a workout class. Should this be allowed? My visceral reaction was, are you kidding me? No, fully like angered, typing this out. I was like, please. Like my hand's shaking and it's not from the caffeine. You just started this job. I don't give a flying about your workout class. Also, an 8 a.m. workout class is too late. Workout at 6, maybe 7. All right, so if you were the boss and the let's say your employees' hours are 9 to 5 and there's a uh, meeting at 8 a.m. that they need to come in for and they say, sorry, I can't make it. I got a workout class. What are you saying to that employee? (sighs) I would be like, can you please reschedule your workout class? Okay. Uh, um, My first question would be, you're... You're serious? Uh, And then when he said yes, then I 
probably say, okay, enjoy your class. But I do know this also that it makes a tremendous statement to me on what their commitment level is to the job. So moving forward, you can't help but leave an impression with something like that. So it's a one-time meeting. It's a one-time meeting at 8 a.m. Yes. Yeah. That's the details we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's an idiot for prioritizing the workout class. It's one thing if you committed to a job and now all of a sudden the hours are changing. That to me would make a lot of sense. But if it's a, if it is one meeting, like, I'm sorry, workout at four, workout at five, workout at 6 a.m., make the adjustment. Or look, I'm a guy that loves going to the gym. You're allowed to take a day off. It's not going to crush you. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even got to work out that day. I probably would have the same exact reaction as Bert. Like, are you serious at first? And not exactly know how to even react to it because I'd be shocked. But then I would expect him to reschedule the, the, the class. Yeah, you're not getting fired that day, but you're on your way. You're already on your way. On your way for not doing something outside of work hours? Uh, yes, especially if it's a one offer right there. It just speaks volumes to me as the boss, yes. Well, I think we're about to find out. That is a very antiquated way of thinking because I had that visceral reaction too. I'm like, of course you drop it and you go to the meeting. But in a response video, Alexander Evidente had a really great response that made me stop and go, huh, okay. Well, when you put it that way, like I, I actually side with you. Hi. Yeah, Natalie. So um, we can talk about this more later, but I'm going to address this now. It was made very clear during the interview process that the working hours for this position is between 9 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, and I am on Eastern time. I made that very clear with HR because I have commitments outside of work. I go to the gym. I work out because I care about my health. Sure, I can make a sacrifice to go to an 8 a.m. meeting had I known at least a week before that I needed to go at 8 a.m., not a day before. Also, my workout class starts at 7.30, not at 8, but I didn't know that I needed to tell you that. Okay, let's just say I skipped the gym. Two things. When can I expect you to reimburse me for my class? And two, are you going to be paying me from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. or at the very least, let me leave at 4 p.m.? Natalie, if your answer to both of those are no, then there's no discussion needed. I will see you at 9 o'clock today. Also, yeah, I sent an email to HR about this and sent them the link to that TikTok video. So um, just to make things clear. Well, now that I listen to it, I still think he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I understand what he's saying, and I totally get his side on it. This is a one-offer, yeah. like Abby said. So I'm sorry this is putting you out for one week, and I'm not going to fire you over this. But it is making an impression, and you're not going to be my favorite employee moving forward. And I, now I know who's on board and who's not. I Yeah, so listening to him and, and listening to both sides of the story now, I feel like the culture has changed as far as like not letting the company take advantage of you and you're working so hard to make other people money, et cetera. And I, I get all of that. And as far as like the, you know, being so busy and working yourself to the bone and stuff like that, like you deserve to have a life. You deserve to have your, your free time um, and the company shouldn't walk all over you. I feel like there's a happy medium here. You, the employees shouldn't walk all over their um, employees shouldn't walk all, all over their employers and vice versa. If he's 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 setting the tone and that you do want people who are going to go above and beyond, and he strikes me as somebody who is not going to go above and beyond. I get that he values his time and this is important to him. Um, but there are exceptions. I feel like this was an exception and because he didn't grab it, he's, he's now going to have a label. I I get where he's coming from. I do get his point, and I do think that the culture is changing and that, you know, you you should kind of, I guess, handle these situations differently. I I do believe there should be some give and take. The company should be lenient at times. You have to be lenient at times. But ultimately, 
I think there's always going to be, no matter how you slice it, a competition factor with jobs. So long as it's more people mm-hmm. than there are job opportunities. If you are not willing to go the extra step that someone else is willing to go, well, you can have all of that information that you are spewing, but someone else is going to be willing to come in and do mm-hmm. that. And you have to accept that and understand that and be prepared to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, he's telling on himself. And there are just some jobs that just are not right for you. And he's basically saying that this job where you might have to make some sacrifices and skip a workout class is not right for him. So in a, in a world where there are less job opportunities than there are people willing to do the job, I think sometimes you just got to bite the bullet, especially when it's just a one-offer. Yeah, I don't knock people that this is what they want to do with their life, you know? Um, yeah, some people, it's not true. They don't want to work their way to the top. Earning a whole bunch of money is not their thing. They'd rather keep it nice and simple, and they're super happy, which is great, but your job is not going to, you're not, you, you can't complain when you hit your ceiling. When you're telling them, like, this is really not my priority. I'm really seeing Gen Zers. Like, I see this as running your life like a business. If you want extra hours, you can pay for them. And I think that's fair. And some of the comments overwhelmingly disagree with everyone in the studio. They are all in favor of this guy. Gen X here. We've been brainwashed into giving our souls to employers. Good on Gen Z for putting their mental health first. Someone else said, I was a boss and I used to tell my employees I don't want to as a valid reason when I had to ask them if they could work outside their schedule. Your boss doesn't own you. Your off time is your time to do it as you please. And someone else wrote, um, if you're not getting compensated for it, it's not worth it. Why should we expect salaried employees to work free outside of the contracted hours? So I think, you know, if he had, I think his request of, are you going to pay the cancellation fee for my workout class because it's so late minute? And are you going to give me that hour and time back is completely fair because if we flipped it, we're not expecting companies to give us products for free all the time. And I think there, I do think like Kristen said, there's a balance. And I agree with Bert in that if you really want to excel at something, Mm -hmm. you need to put in extra time and effort. But I think for companies to expect their employees to jump at these meetings outside of what they have agreed on as work hours on short notice is inappropriate, honestly. God, it happens to us all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's all what you want in your life, right? I I just, I could imagine getting an email saying, hey, by the way, we have an interview lined up with Justin Timberlake at three o'clock and me hitting him up being like, sorry, I got a yoga class. (laughs) (laughs) The Bird Show. All right, let's catch up with Kennedy here, who on Friday, uh, we tried to help with a texting tutor. She's gone out with this new dude for four months and it's really serious. She has herself a daughter that had a daddy-daughter dance. Problem is, Biological dad has checked himself out of the picture. So she asked her boyfriend after just four months, will you take my daughter? And he was so flattered. He couldn't wait for the night. So how did the weekend go? Hey, Kennedy. Hi, you guys. Hello. Was it fantastic? It was like better than I could have ever, ever imagined. Like I am just on cloud nine. My daughter is on cloud nine. Like, Oh, my gosh. He blew it out of the park, you guys. This is the I'm assuming this is such a relief as a single mom. This is a package deal, right? Mm -hmm. And there are a bunch of dudes out there that are going to try dating single moms or they're on the fence about it. And single moms don't have the kind of time to BS around like Abby does <laughs> with guys that aren't, honestly, <laughs> that guys that aren't totally into your lifestyle. I'm not even getting to the second date. There is no BSing around. <laughs> you, you caught it straight. You caught it straight. <laughs> so for, uh, to find a guy that understands this and embraces it and wanted this has got to be a tremendous relief for you. 
huge relief. I mean, if he did half of what he did, I would be relieved. But, like, he went above and beyond. And, I mean, I'm so glad that I went through. And, and I'm so grateful to you guys for giving me the courage to ask him. Because it's just it's just taken the way that I feel to a completely different level. I mean, I have to tell you guys what he did. It's It's incredible. Tell us what so, did he what did he say about the night? <laughs> um, so he had my daughter and I leave the house on Saturday, and he came to the house while we were gone, and he filled the living room up with pink and red balloons, and he made this big heart um, of chocolate cupcakes, which are my daughter's absolute favorite. And, um, he, like, he made this, like, heart shape on the table with the cupcakes, right? So when we walked in, he was in a full suit. And my daughter looked so confused. And he got down on one knee. Whoa. So he was, like, pretty much eye level with her, right? And he said, I hear there's a special dance every year that you've always wanted to go to. And I was hoping you might want to go with me. And the look on her face, I will never forget. Like, it was so priceless. I have never seen my daughter so happy. And honestly, I think we all had tears. It was, it was the most precious moment. And then, yeah. And yesterday we like spent all day picking out the perfect dress for the big night. It was probably like one of the best weekends of my life. Like I Mm. am just, yeah, blown away. You got a good one there, man. You do. You got a real good one there. So was the dance this weekend also, or is this just the ask? No, this was just the ask. Okay. They haven't even gotten to the dance yet. Okay. We're already on cloud nine, and we're not even yeah. floating over to the dance yet. <laughs> tears already falling. Sorry? Oh, I just said the tears are already falling before we oh even got God. to the dance. Absolutely. We got the perfect dress yesterday. Um, so, yeah, things are are going so well. And honestly, I just would have not had the courage to even go through with this without you guys. Like, you have helped me so much, and this is going so well, and it's so good for my daughter. And, I mean, and Kennedy, not that he needs to be thanked for doing this, but obviously that would be, it would be a sweet gesture to thank him. Um, I think it would be so cute if you and your daughter went shopping and got him a matching tie for her dress oh, and then gave that to him. Um, oh, my God, I love that idea. I love that idea. That, <laughs> That way they can be color coordinated. That's not what this man wants. Is yes, it is. I didn't, I didn't he think wants that a was tie. A I didn't uh-huh. think that was it. He, he wants a tie. Uh-huh. He don't care yeah, about a tie. tie at all. That, yeah. Sure, that's what he wants. He doesn't want to be tied up. He wants uh, a tie. Uh-huh. Did you ask him? Because <laughs> I bet he'd go with that. Yeah, I don't want to speak to him. <laughs> he could help me with that, too, with asking about the tie now. <laughs> Look, that really is fantastic. You know, we've had this debate on the show so many different times. Like, if you are not, if, if going... If being a um, a stepdad isn't on your radar, then don't go out with yeah. single moms, mm-hmm. period, right? It's such a waste of time. They do not have the time to date guys that this is not even a possibility. It is, it, it's, a, it's a package deal. 100%. Kennedy, it sounds like you've got yourself a good one. I would lock that man down and, you know, maybe tie him up a little bit. <laughs> There you go. Why not? Why not both? Three say tie up. One says not. Tie can be used for multiple things. Why the tie? Right. Tie. Oh, we got to make something so beautiful so ugly. All of you. All of you. (laughs) It's the bird show. 
I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. The Bird Show. Imagine getting invited to a wedding. Bride comes up to you and says, hey, you come to my wedding? You go, no. And she says, uh, oh, why not? And you say, I just, I don't really want to go. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're honest. Right. You don't, <laughs> you don't make up any excuse, you know, like my parents are going to be in town. I got something else going on. You're just like, no, there are other things I'd rather be doing. Not, not another wedding you have to attend, not a surgery you have to get. No. no. Uh, schedule's completely clear. Yeah. Actually. Just have no <laughs> desire to go. I don't want to go. Just don't want to do That's what Abby's dealing with here. Yeah, so I got a call from my friend over the weekend <laughs> that brought this question to me. So I need to ask you, is my friend the a-hole for not wanting to go to her friend's wedding? So this weekend I got a call from a friend that lives uh, up in New York. So every now and then she'll give me a call. We catch up. We do the whole rigmarole where we're like, what are you, who are you dating, mama? And she was talking about this wedding that she had gotten invited to. She said, Abby, do you remember my friend Sarah from grad school? I was like, oh, I remember Sarah. We went out a couple of times. Sarah's a good time. Uh, I remember you guys were really, really close. Like they were best friends in grad school. And she's like, yeah. And, and now she lives out in California. So we don't really get to see each other that often. And she's the kind of friend that I think we all have. Like somebody who you were best friends with at one point in your life. And even though the relationship isn't strong today, because you were so close at one point, you still kind of consider that person a best friend. Mm -hmm. So that's who Sarah is to my friend. And she was explaining that she got invited to her wedding and she was obviously very excited. She's very happy for Sarah. And she was planning on going, but she called me when she got the RSVP save the date thing. And she said, Abby, I was planning on going but there's no plus one attached to it. And I was like, okay, well, what's the problem? She goes, well, it's a Friday wedding. I'm going to have to take off work, which I can do. But then, you know, psh, there goes a PTO day. I'm going to have to fly out for it. I'm going to have to get a hotel room. And then I'm going to be at the wedding all by myself where the only person I know is the bride and maybe like one other person. And she said, if I'm being real, I just don't really feel like it's going to be worth it for me to go. It's a wedding. 95% of the time I'm going to be by myself. The other 5%, I might see her on the dance floor. And even then yeah. it's not going to be like a meaningful mm -hmm. moment. She's going to be drunk on champagne. I'm going to be drunk on champagne. So I just don't want to go. And I told her, I'm like, Sarah, like you, this girl was a sister to you at one point. It is a big deal to be there for somebody's day. They are inviting you. It's a lot of money to spend on one person just to come to the wedding. Even though it doesn't seem like a big deal, it's going to mean a lot to her that you took the time to go and even see her, 
see her, even if it's just for five minutes. And then she was kind of like, you're right. So then I brought it to my mom, who I thought was going to be on my side, because my mom's kind of a stickler for cash. And I was like, she, she's really not going to go to this wedding because she didn't get a plus one. I'm like, do you know how expensive it is to add a plus one onto somebody's wedding? I mean, think about all the single people you were going to invite to that wedding and then double the cost. And now you have to factor that into the budget. And my mom said, well, that's not fair for you to expect somebody to come to your big day and be completely by themselves for four or five hours, especially when they have to go out of town for it. It's one thing if you're driving down the road and you're going to be there or have a couple drinks and hang out. But if you're expecting someone to come out to, say, California all alone on a Friday... I think that's Mm. enough of a reason to decline the wedding invitation. So we are completely split. I think it's important to go because the principle of you going is a big deal. That's how I am. I I see things kind of black and white sometimes. But my mom's like, it's not going to be worth it. It, And she's going to be there by herself. She's not going to have a good time. And her friend's not going to be any the wiser if she doesn't show up. I think most people operate under the stress of thinking that you're going to be alone and they can't really like start a conversation. And if you go, it really is going to be a very lonely experience. So I wouldn't have a problem going alone to something like this. So I'm going to bow out of, of the advice because this wouldn't be a problem to me. I'd go no matter what, because I know that I can talk to people while I'm at the wedding, but there are a lot of people that are paralyzed by that. Yeah, no, it's, it's the showing up for me. Like if this is a person that you don't foresee like a future with. I mean, we talk about this all the time. People come into your life for a reason, for a season or for a lifetime. Um, and, you know, especially with your friends. So if if this is somebody you care about and like put aside like, um, well, you can't really put aside, but you, you, you have a rich history and granted you're not as close as you used to be. But if this is still somebody that is in your life and that you still catch up with or whatever, then... I mean, maybe it's the people pleaser in me, but I would go. Yeah. And you get some good wedding cake. <laughs> uh, this is tough for me because I, I understand where she's coming from uh, 100% because I've, I've been very vocal about not being a fan of weddings and going to weddings. And as introverted as I am, if I had to go by myself, I would be even less of a fan <laughs> of going. And then to have to go out of your way to go out of town and all of that, I, I get it. So I don't want to say she's the a-hole because I don't think she is. I understand where she's coming from. But with that being said, if this was a top-tier friend for me, I'm going. It's, mm-hmm. It just is what it is. I would just put all of that aside to be there. So I don't think you're an a-hole for not going. But I do think if that's your friend, you, you're supposed to show up and you're supposed to be there. Now, I do firmly believe, like, it's it's um it, it needs to be balanced. Like, if she knows in her heart of hearts her friend would do this for her, like, if this is an imbalanced relationship, then mm-hmm. then absolutely not. Because there are some people that, you know, I've, I've been in imbalanced uh, friendships. And you, at a certain point, you have to start checking your expectations and then also um, checking yourself. Like, you have to stop doing things, expecting somebody to do something in return. Like, mm-hmm. you're just setting yourself yeah, up right. for heartache. But no, if this is something her friend would do for her, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Girl. That's what we were kind of joking about because she's like, well, I would be really upset if she didn't come to my wedding. But then she was like, I'm not even in a relationship. Who knows if we're even going to be friends in like 10 years when it happens. So yeah, I think she's going to end up going. The Bird Show. All right, let's uh, get some closure on an email that we were dealing with on Friday. And this had everything to do with her boyfriend's dad being super creepy on Instagram. She was planning on shutting it down over the weekend. Yeah, so she recently met her boyfriend's parents and it got a little weird because she has an Instagram and she realized that her boyfriend's dad also has an Instagram account where he has been following her. And the dad doesn't have any any followers. He doesn't have any posts. He only follows a few people. 
people, one being her and one being her boyfriend. And so she thought that was a little weird. And then to make it even more weird, when he starts liking her pictures, it appears that he's only liking the pictures of where she's in a bathing suit or she's uh, got something a little more sexy on. He even went really far back and liked the picture of her on Halloween, which was a pretty revealing angel costume. So she feels like dad mm-hmm. is, is going a little bit out of his way to be creepy, even leaving like the hard eye emojis on the comments. Yeah. And she doesn't know if she should say something to a boyfriend. Should she just block the dad? She doesn't want to cause any tension, so she doesn't know what to do. So let me ask you guys this before we get a follow up here. If the dad was liking every single picture, right? Not the ones that are just provocative, but every single one. Does then does it become more supportive than yes. it is creepy? My husband does that. Yeah. Like there's certain people and he just out of because he follows and he shows support, he just he likes every single photo. Right. Yeah, I've had this conversation with a coworker before, a married coworker, and he was like, do you find it weird if I like a photo of you and you're like at the beach? And to me, I'm like, a like is a like. If you're liking mm-hmm. everything, then it just seems like the status quo to me. Okay. I agree. I think it changes completely everything if he's liking all of the pictures as opposed to if he apparently is only liking the ones that are sexier, quote unquote. Yeah, this one is overtly creepy. Yeah. Right? Kristen's got the uh, update. So she hit us back and says, so the first thing I did was try Abby's idea of just removing him as one of my followers. However, as predicted, he just followed me back. I thought about blocking him, but I was afraid that would start drama. I didn't know if he'd be angry or if he'd ask my boyfriend why I blocked him. So I decided to just tell my boyfriend up front. His reaction is not really what I expected. And it has made me see him a bit differently. My boyfriend just shrugged it off, saying, I'm being too sensitive. Mm -hmm. He scrolled through my Instagram, found one quote-unquote normal pic his dad liked, and used that as proof that everything's cool. And then he said that I shouldn't be posting those pics if I care about who sees uh, them and likes <laughs> You dumbass. He thinks I'm being unfair, but I'm just not cool with his dad liking yeah. my bikini pics. Am I wrong or am I wrong for even posting those pictures to begin with? So here's a, a, a situation where a dude knows he's wrong, like his inner voice is telling him yeah. that he's wrong here. His mm-hmm. gut is telling him that. He just doesn't want to deal with the drama having to approach his dad. I agree. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to accept that his dad could be doing some creepy things. Because if it's me, I'm probably angry. My initial reaction would be angry that my dad even put me in a position to have to deal with something like this. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he seems to just be brushing it off, that's what it tells me. I hate how he's deflecting the blame onto her yeah. here. That's what really makes me mad because he probably has harbored these feelings about her posting, you know, sexy pictures, bikini photos. And he's now using this opportunity where I believe she's the victim because his uh, dad is being a creep to make her look to basically like slut shamer is mm-hmm. kind of what mm-hmm. well you shouldn't be posting those if you don't want them to react right. that way just don't post it which okay whatever um so i think he's used it as an opportunity to make her feel bad and i honestly think you should ditch this guy she's entitled to post him his dad is entitled to like them but she's also entitled to think his dad is a creep for only liking the bikini. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and to double down on what Abby's saying here, the f- the fact that his go-to excuse was, well, you shouldn't be posting those anyway. If you don't like, if you don't want all the likes, you're going to be selective about the likes. Don't post them. Huge red flags. 
Mm-hmm. Huge, All the way massive around. red flag. And it shows me that in a time where I need your help, mm-hmm. you're not going to defend me. So yeah. you've, you've said a lot about your character, and it would be enough for me to walk away from this relationship. So would you have the guts to say to this guy, look, if you don't say something to your dad, then I'm, I'm out of here because this speaks volumes to me on a bunch of different levels? 100%, because how are you not going to side with me when your dad is clearly in the wrong and clearly sexualizing? I mean, if there's sexy photos, that's, that's one thing, but making it creepier than it needs to be. Oh, we you know how we could take this one step further and make it worse. Please. All right, so <laughs> if uh his dad is still married to his mom, <gasps> she oh, should go to mom. Oh, hey. Wow. And be like, you know, woman to woman, I just don't know what to think about this. Oh. <laughs> Imagine that You're conversation. <laughs> well, that saves you. That saves you the time of having to break up with him because he certainly is going to break up with you. Facts, right? Yeah. Don't you think the mom is going to do the same thing that her boyfriend did though, totally. and kind of be like, "Oh, well, what have you done to make him think that he can like those photos?" <laughs> oh, for you know, for sure. Probably. But I just like the idea of like taking that magic. <laughs> Torch the village. Oh, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out, might as well have some fun while you're doing it. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. She faked her own death. But she says it's for a good cause. So this is all surrounding a social media post that claimed that an Indian actress had passed away because of cervical cancer. But then she posted a video of herself saying, "Uh just kidding. No, I didn't. I didn't die. So on Friday, Poonam Pandey, her official Instagram account, released a statement saying that the 32-year-old had bravely fought cervical cancer and passed away. So a lot of people are like, this is coming from the horse's mouth. Must be legit. So all the outlets are posting about it, reporting on it. They're like, oh, this is so sad. This actress, she's passed away. And then a day later, she posts a video saying that she had faked the whole thing and it was all a part of a social media campaign to create more awareness for cervical cancer. I'm alive. I didn't die because of cervical cancer. Unfortunately, I cannot say that about those hundreds and thousands of women who have lost their lives because of cervical cancer. It is not because they couldn't do anything about it because they had no idea what to do. I'm here to tell you that, unlike other cancers, cervical cancer is preventable. All you have to do is you have to get your tests done and you have to get HPV vaccine. We can do all this and more to make sure there is no more life lost to this disease. Man, I was ready to rip on her. But then I heard that soft motivational music in the background. (laughs) (laughs) And it completely changed my opinion. Did it? (laughs) No. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Our heart, I think, was in the right place. But boy, that was strategically really stupid. Yeah. uh, A simple ladies get your pap smears would have survived, I I think. (laughs) I know they think, I'm assuming their thinking is... Sometimes you have to go severe to grab people's attentions. Like just coming out with a PSA about pap smears maybe isn't going to like grab the attention. So we need something attention grabbing, headline grabbing. This is headline grabbing so we can push our message. Not the route I would go. (laughs) Um, That was a a little, I I understand the intention. Mm -hmm. I just don't think they were fully prepared for the impact. Or maybe the impact, I mean, was it received well? 
No. <laughs> not, even, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah that just, oh, that didn't, that didn't land. Yeah. I, I wonder if they, they weigh it, though, and in their minds, it was a success. Because yeah. though it's not the route I would go, I'm yeah. sure they look at this and go, it did what we wanted it to do. People at the end of the day, it. here we are talking about it, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know her name, and... Cervical cancer was not on my mind this morning, so maybe in a weird way it worked. But yeah. th- now it is, so ladies, make sure you get your pap smears, or go to punampandiisalive.com, which is literally where she told people to go. No. Yes, <laughs> that was at the very end. It, it wasn't like go to, you know, learn more about cervicalcancer.com. It was... <laughs> <laughs> this is a dark Saturday Night Live skit. It really is. It's so bad. This also wasn't the first time she's done something somewhat similar. I guess in 2011, she's like, I'm going to strip naked if the Indian cricket team wins the World Cup and then they did and then she never stripped naked. So really she is the woman who cried wolf. So people are like oh because she didn't do that I hope she died. (laughs) And then a couple years later she puts this up and they're like yes. (laughs) Now they're disappointed again. (laughs) Just disappointing the world. (laughs) This is my worst nightmare. So it's not often that a celeb is an internet troll. Normally they're the ones getting trolled and actress Io Edbury used her time on SNL to seemingly apologize for something she said a couple years ago about Jennifer Lopez. This is so ironic. So Io Edbury was the host and Jennifer Lopez was the musical guest for SNL this weekend. Perfect storm because back in 2020, Io called Jennifer Lopez's music career quote, one long scam and suggested that she can't sing and doesn't even sing her own music. So J-Lo being the musical guest on the show, it's the it's very ironic. And obviously, we didn't see them interact directly. There is a sketch which Io played a contestant on a Jeopardy like game show called Why'd You Say It? Which is a game show where internet trolls are confronted with the horrible things they say and have to explain why they said it. And a lot of people think Io's script was meant to be an apology for her. We get it. It's wrong to leave mean comments or post comments just for clout or run your mouth on a podcast and you don't consider the impact because you're 24 and stupid. But I think I speak for everyone when I say from now on, we're going to be a lot more thoughtful about what we post online. (laughs) I think about this anytime I have something somewhat critical to say about a celeb because I think a couple weeks before Jared Leto came in here, we were talking about Jared Leto and I was like, I really hope he doesn't listen to the Burt show. <laughs> All right, for more stories, head to the Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. The Burt Show. Maybe you've been here before. It's probably more uncomfortable than like your parents' home, but let's say you take him to go visit your parents, right, in their home, and you're spending the weekend. And they say, yeah, it's fine if you guys spend the weekend in the guest room together, right? <clears throat> then your parts start to tingle, and you're wondering, this disrespectful to have sexy time when my parents are in the house or if I'm in a friend's house in the guest room, right? It's exactly what one listener wants to know right now also in this email. My wife and I are going out of town to celebrate our anniversary this weekend. Yesterday, my wife informed me that her sister and boyfriend will be staying in our apartment while we're gone. They're coming to town for a friend's engagement party, but didn't want to stay at my in-law's house while they're in town. My wife said that they didn't want to stay there for two reasons. The first is that they have limited time while they're in town and don't want to feel obligated to spend long periods of time visiting the parents. And the second, they can't sleep in the same bed at her parents' house since they're not married. Those reasons make sense to me. However, I'm really creeped out that they are staying in our apartment. 
It's a one-bedroom apartment. That means they'll be sleeping in our bed. There is no way that they stay in our bed and not have sex. My wife says that nobody would do that. Oh, your wife is so wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, your wife is so cute. (laughs) I told her I think they absolutely would do that, and anyone would. Am I wrong? Never stop me. Oh, yeah. No, they're totally going to do it. I mean... Totally going to do it, especially if they're going to a friend's engagement party and there's going to be like love in the air. And if you're going to have some cocktails, I mean, if they were if they were polite guests, they would strip the bed uh, before they left. And you would just have to like wash those sheets real good and hot. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> is that the sign right there that if you strip the sheets, you, as the host, you know that something has happened in that bed? Oh, no, no, no. People have done that. Like, we've had guests that have come, and we have guests who, like, make up the bed, which actually my husband gets annoyed by, because anybody who stays at our house, we're going to strip the beds afterwards and wash the sheets. Mm-hmm. I think that's just, like, a common courtesy thing. Um, but, no, I don't think that is, like, that's a telltale sign that something intimate went down. I'm just saying... Don't make, if you're going to do that, don't make the homeowner strip your mm-hmm. dirty sheets. Right. Agreed. I've had single people like watch my house over a weekend and I know like they're going to bring their boyfriends or girlfriends over and I'll legitimately say, you have all the room in the house. You just got to stay out of my room. That's it. Do so not you, use my wait, bedroom. What, but you would let them use like the living room on your couch? I don't care about all that. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, no. I don't care about that. No. I'm the same exact way. On the uh, kitchen uh, counter? Uh, okay, no, the I mean, kitchen I, counter. <laughs> she ain't got me on that counter. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, I would just assume they're not going to do it on the counter. Okay. But the yeah, the couch wouldn't bother me. Yeah, I'm I'm the same exact way. I mean, I would assume that the kitchen is 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 off limits. But um, as far as someone staying with me, they're better than me because I would let you stay in my home all day long. You can't stay in my bed. I, I, right. There's no way I could do that, and I would one thousand percent expect if I did allow somebody to stay in my bed that it's going to go down. So yeah. if you have a studio. Apartment, right? And somebody is watching your place, you're just going to assume they are not using your bed. Like they're not going to have sex in there at all. That's what I would assume. Okay. And that's what I would ask them not to do too. But a guest room would be okay. Guest room is cool. Guest room 100%. If it's a studio apartment, I'm assuming you're doing it everywhere. Mainly because those studio apartments are like 300 square feet. So really like you, if you're a young, lively couple, you're probably getting around. But this is this would be an ick for me. Like, I I personally couldn't allow someone to stay in my bed knowing that I'm giving up control and knowing that I have to be okay that they're going to do whatever they're going to do and then I have to sleep in that bed every night for the rest of, of the night. So, um, yeah, they're going to do it. They're going to get busy. I think what we're establishing here is main bedroom bed is off limits at all times. Guest room, fine. Guest room, totally Couch, fine. Couch, debatable. Yeah, but if it's a studio <clears throat> apartment and they're staying there for the weekend and they're sleeping in the bed, so you, it's okay if they sleep in the bed, but it's not okay if they do it in the bed? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That Absolutely. Is, that is accurate uh-huh. because for obvious reasons. For, so are, I mean, we going, are we going to assume that this couple has that common decency, common sense not to do it? Or is this something that has to be told? Like, does she need to tell her sister, hey, Absolutely stay at our place. Please don't bone in our bed. Like, does she have to verbalize that to her sister? I believe so. I don't believe you can assume that any couple is not going to get the tingly parts thing going on. <laughs> you, you have to absolutely say something. Well, Agreed. Even if she verbalizes it, that her sister's going to know that 
there's no proof unless they have cameras and she's watching them bone. Like, she, <laughs> all right, okay, I won't do it. But then they're just going to do it behind your back anyway. But I want to say one argument real quick. I actually think the bed might be better than the couch. Like, I think I might prefer them to do it in the bed over the couch what? because... You know how hard it is to clean certain couches? Yes. Whereas, like, with a bed, you can just strip the sheets and pretend nothing happened. But if a little something, mm. something gets on the couch. Uh-huh. You got layers of protection on You're your mattress. Right. You have no layers of protection on your couch. It, I'm, the, I'm the same boat as you. It would skeeve me out more if you did the couch rather than the bed. So maybe you need green pieces of paper and red pieces of paper to put on different pieces of furniture on <laughs> where they just can. put plastic sheeting <laughs> over everything. <laughs> it's like a Brazilian steakhouse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our intern Courtney not entirely happy with her man because he didn't come completely clean with you at first. I would like to say not my man. Okay, this is not oh. your man. Okay. This says I live with my ex-boyfriend. Um, well, that's a, interesting. Not it your man is. anymore. Yeah. Correct. Um, a very brief backstory on a very complicated relationship. Um, I've known his family for almost 10 years. I played softball with his sister. His mom and dad loved me, accepted me. Um, and it just so happened we both needed a place to live at the same time. We've been really good friends. And we've been off and on while we live together. Um, we've lived together for about a year and a half. We've been officially broken up for about eight months of that. So this past New Year's, um, it was kind of our first New Year's apart. We were originally going to have people over to our house. However, he got one of those like 24-hour stomach bug things like three days before. And I was like, I'm not risking that. So I went to a friend's house um, and he told me he was going to have some of his guys over. Okay, whatever. And I come home the next day to a complete surprise. I walk into my living room and there are two canvases. And there was this trend a while back where women would paint their thighs and their and their butt and they would sit on the canvas as like a present for their man, right? I find not even small canvases, like huge canvases of just two other butts in my living room. And I'm, I immediately freak out and I'm like, what? Like, I know you and your guys did not do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be an interesting night. So I asked him what happened. That's next level, yep. And he explains that he had two girls over that he met on Tinder, had never met them in person, just invited them to our house, gave out our address. Oh, bless. Um, and that this is what they decided to do. And of course he's like, oh, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't like watch or anything. Like I'm not dumb. Okay. You're a 21 year old (laughs) man. Okay. And in order to do these paintings, you can't really have clothes on. That's not feasible. So, I mean, I just, I walked in and I freaked out and yeah, that was, I mean, he sat in the living room while two other women either painted each other, which I don't know which is worse. If he painted them, if they painted each other, I don't know what's what's worse, what's better. Well, I think the fact that he was on Tinder is pretty bad because you guys were dating at the time. We we were not we were not dating at the time. Uh, we do have very specific boundaries just because we live together that like we're allowed to go on dates with other people, but we're not bringing people over to our house mm. because that is like our safe place, okay. you know. And so originally I was mad that he didn't tell me when it happened because my name's on the lease. I feel like I deserve to know when people are in my house. And then I was even more mad that they were people from Tinder that he'd never met. And I mean, the whole thing was just a mm-hmm. catastrophe. So what happened with, like, did he get to keep the butt canvas? I'm so confused. Okay, yeah. So I asked about that and he was like, oh, they just accidentally forgot them. And I was like, okay, Mm. like, I know women. Mm. (laughs) They did not accidentally forget, like, the two huge paintings of their butts in my living room. (laughs) (laughs) What? Like, they just, they decided on their own accord that they wanted to do butt pictures. This wasn't like a request of his. I hope not. I don't think he, I don't think he would be dumb enough to tell me that he specifically 
automatically asked for this. Yes. Um, yeah, he said that they were going to do it either way. They just huh. happened to bring the materials to our house. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm, so. I'm very curious as to how you go for beating someone on Tinder like that you just met to them <laughs> just painting their butt and sitting on a canvas in your living room. Like, like, did they sit Man, on my couch? Did they sit like, did they play with my dogs naked? Like, I need to know. Like, I, just so many questions went through my uh-huh. mind. So, <laughs> so what new rules got instituted after you came home to the butt canvases? No, no, hobby, <laughs> no Hobby Lobby trips for the next year. Yeah, I mean, so many boundaries were broken and it was just like, hey, I want to know if something happens before it happens, not afterwards, That's you know. Fair. Two, if you're going to be dumb enough to do it, get rid of the evidence, right? Because, I mean, I took these paintings and we have a bonfire out back. I just, I just set them on top because, like, what am I supposed to do with them? Put them in my trash can? The trash guy's like, he's going to have the best day of his life. Oh my God, that's <laughs> like, hilarious. And they're huge. So, yeah, they ended up just getting put in the backyard. Um, are the canvases huge or are you suggesting the butts were huge? The the canvases were huge. Um, in turn, I mean, they weren't. Listen, I didn't stare at them, okay? This is not. I, I was not wanting to look at them for 20 minutes. I just threw them out back. No, if you're, if you're doing a, a canvas like that, yeah. you've got a juicy booty. No doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a bird show. Thanks for listening. Get more bird show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at the bird show.